Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Soccer Rangers Podcast. In space. In space. In space. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. Anyone? Anyone all who wants to take it? Take I, it. I keep waiting for Amy to do her thing, and it's like it's not coming. I hear it. I hear it. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And I'm Tyler. Always last. The Black Ranger. You're not black. No, no, I'm not. But I am the Ranger of Black. Where are we going with this? What 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 joke? What no? I don't know what the joke is. I, 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 I'm I'm it's just gonna go. You're just literally not. Oh, we're we're doing we're doing those uh uh what fact jokes uh where it's just like it's a fact. It's not a joke. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Okay, sorry. You just you're I've just. I've never been fact. into jokes. Well, everyone, this week we weren't 100 percent sure what to talk about, so we're we decided that we're gonna talk a little bit about. Anime. Well, the first thing that I can, oh yeah, anime, but also about food and and anime, a bit, yeah, food in anime. See, look at that food in anime, Cole. That one anime and in media about is the is you you have something to say because you would always bring up, um, uh, food wars. food wars. Yes, there you go. I'm not, gonna, I'm not actually going to bring that one up. Oh, you're not. Well, then you're going to have nothing to talk about when we talk about food in anime. No, I have one. Ha! Wait, hold on. Cole has seen 13 anime in total. Could one of the others be food related? 13? <laughs> That's awful generous. How did, did you count this out earlier? No, no, we, were, we we counted on a previous podcast. Did we? You were you were drunk. <laughs> okay. I was always drunk on these on this show. It's how Part I get through them. <laughs> it's the only way he gets through it. Amy's learned from my ways. She's always drunk too. It's just a fact. She's, she's <laughs> not a joke. It's a fact. <laughs> Oh. Also, I would literally die if I drank as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it sound like an alcoholic. Considering we made a joke about Tyler losing 10 pounds and disappearing, <laughs> I don't know how that'd be possible that he could outdrink every everybody on the, in this room. <laughs> I have no idea how that's possible. I don't know. I've seen Tyler drink a lot. Practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then, a, and, yeah, and, and a and a and a Facebook picture of him singing "Eye of the Tiger" is proof of this. Uh, if you anyway. want, if Tyler drinks, and yes, I do hope this starts a trend of people just bringing Tyler drinks at cons. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> well, we're, we're not that popular. We're not. We don't make something and fans bring us shit. That's hold, not how this on. podcast works. Hold on, is this on how we're going to prove to Tyler that we have fans? Yes. Yeah, people just start planning of alcohol at conventions. Give me drinks. Yes. Yep. If you're a truth man. Hand him a drink. Hold out your arms. Just do that little finger twitch. And then I'll open out. the beer and drink it and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk away. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say it. I hope this becomes a thing too. <laughs> Which is funny. It's like. If you, based on appearance, without any hug experience, were like, who would be the best ranger to hug? You'd think John. And you know what? John does give damn good hugs. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> there, there's nobody else but John. He does you give know, the best he, hugs. He says, uh, if I say he gives better hugs than Tyler, but he gives damn good hugs. 
<laughs> Some type of weird legal loophole, she said. <laughs> it's called tiptoeing the line. <laughs> tiptoeing through the tulips. Anyways. So, yeah, we were going to talk about kind of food and media and both kind of stuff that we enjoy. Uh, not just in anime, but also in media. Um, Does my Instagram feed count? No. First off, screw you and your fucking smoker barbecue. Uh, <laughs> I made him jealous and hungry. Oh, ex- yeah, extremely. Rob's so bad at social media that he I, literally posted all the pictures he was going to post on Instagram and in our group chat and was like, guys, is this okay? Can you imagine if like major Instagrammers did that for every post? Like, Guys, should I post this? <laughs> Guys, I need to crowdsource your opinion. Is this appropriate? Just pictures of meat? Oh, yeah. That hunger yeah, meat. <laughs> it's just in, in curiosity, Robert. How much stuff can you fit in that thing? Uh, here, let me uh, let me go and crowdsource you a picture uh, with the answer. No, I know which picture you're going to fucking show me, and I don't want you to. But I'm asking. Pictures don't matter. Yeah, there exactly. I I have done in one of these smokers. Like, give me uh, a weight. Weight? Uh, I've had like 30 pounds worth of meat inside of one of these things. Hot. <laughs> there we go. Yes, because it's smoking. a smoker. Because it's going to yeah, be hot. hot. What do you say? I was stating facts. Not Fact. jokes. Not joke. How many wieners can you get in there? Probably like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're willing to smoke wieners of all different sizes. That's mm-hmm. very, very magnanimous of you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I am an equal opportunity smoker. <laughs> also, true fans will start using smoke as a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should be setting up our fans for this. That sounds dangerous you know, I, in public. I, I unzip my pants. Oh, 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 it's not. Oh. <laughs> this is not the euphemism that I thought it was, Miss Amy. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Anyways. Anyways, um, a word. Anyways. It is. Yes. Anyways, is incorrect. Amyways. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so Robert, yes. So obviously you've 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 got yourself a new barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yep. You might as well, buddy, well tell us about it because what well, a, why the hell? Smoker, smoker, technically is a smoker, or is it technically a barbecue? It's well, both. It's, it's a let pellet. him answer, Cole. It's his, not yours. It, yeah, it, it's a pellet grill, is what mm. it comes down to. So, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I can get it up to six hundred degrees, so I could use it like just a regular grill. And just destroy anything I throw onto it. Or I can run it as low as 180 and just slow smoke stuff. So over Memorial Day, I did a... uh, I had intended for it to be a 14-hour brisket. It ended up being closer to like an 11. But yeah, it's whenever it gets done. And uh, yeah, the smoke ring was disturbing. (laughs) It was amazing. Hmm. Like... Uh, it, it was like a full eight millimeters of smoke ring on that thing. It was the most fabulous creation I've ever made. You oh, should pretty, five, five. 
and then just make your whole cosplay out of smoked meat, Lady Gaga style. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you cosplay, Lady Gaga? Oh. And you'll smell so good. And people will give you a drink and go in for that hug, and they'll be the most unsettling sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you keep that costume on? Because it's going to literally just fall off the bone. <laughs> so we never, uh, we, we, are we a bunch of foodies? Are we? I know I am. I really like food and I like and food. I am food. as well. Because uh, most people like food, uh, but we never really bring that up a whole lot either. Is like talking about food and like. But also, and... none of us are also one of those people that Instagram our plate. Like that's different. Like, see, the, the, that's yeah. another thing. There's like, there's people who like food because guess what? You're human and you like food because it, it's it. a nourishment. Yeah. Um, but then there's people that like like food who. I think there's a certain point where I guess those Instagramming things that was that was pretty fatty. That was just a kind of a fad thing to go get food, take a picture of it, and then put it on Instagram because that's what Instagram was at one point. It just had food on it, mm-hmm. but it's not anymore. It's different. Um, but then there's, I think it's like it goes to a certain point when you actually start making and cooking food yourself. That you're like really into food because you're trying to experiment and try things and make things instead of just going somewhere and trying someone's food which is part of it as well but then when you're starting to make it yourself you're like getting deep into it in such a way but yeah i don't know because i've always i uh, i've made lots of foods i've been making wine for a fair bit now i guess uh well my dad's always made wine and my grandpa always made wine so that was always alcohol was always a thing uh, you just finished mead right i just bottled my last bottle of mead and now i can go into something new so uh smoking meats as well my sister and her husband have always been butchering and smoking meats and um that's kind of their thing and i don't know it's just food just kind of runs in certain families and it's 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 kind of a nerdy thing to be about. Or you can get really nerdy about it. I should say. That's the best way to connect it. Because you can really like get really deep into the uh, <laughs> how to do things. I'll let Rob talk. Here's an example. Rob, start talking about a brisket that you made or techniques that you use to smoke. And that will be a good example of how you can get nerdy about meat. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if you'd go and call it nerdy so much, but I mean, yeah, it is actually kind of fun for me just looking around. So I, a lot of people know the brand name Traeger. That's what most people think of a pellet grill as being. And there is such an insane community that has just tried thousands of recipes for how to make the perfect this, the perfect that. And just going through these lists, these Reddit communities of people just trying to go and figure out what's the best way to smoke a brisket? What's the best way to smoke some ribs? There's competitions for all that. That's just it. It's like, this is not something where I just looked up a random recipe for how to do it. It's like, I'm going out of my way to go and just read. I probably went through a hundred different suggestions and recipes for how to do this before I settled on the one that's just like, okay, this, this seems like my speed. This just seems like the right thing. Just go and take 
this giant brisket. You just go and rub that thing down with some good spices. You let it marinate in the fridge for like 12 hours. Then you go and take it out. You go and throw it onto the grill at 180 degrees. And then you slowly crank it up to 230. And then just let it go for like seven hours until it gets to 160 degree internal temperature. You take the thing out. You go and slice off some of the fat. You go and take it or you go and take it over. You go and wrap it up in some tin foil. You throw it back on the grill. You shove the probe back in there. And then you let it go for another four or five hours before you take the thing out. And then just literally you tear the thing apart with your hands. It's like pulled pork, except for it's beef. It's amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, they call that pulled beef. Yeah. And then there's just thousands of people that have given their own little twists and takes on how to do this. It's like people are passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And because of the work that I'm in, I uh, sell high-end appliances. I get to go around the country to these different uh, training and experience centers that these different brands have. And every one of them has me cooking really unique foods that half the time you wouldn't even see in anything short of a Michelin four-star restaurant. Like half the people that are teaching these classes are retired four-star chefs. One of them literally left his job at one of the best hotels in the world, went over to Fisher Paykel, did a stint there for six years, and now is going back to another hotel to go and run one of those top restaurants. Mm-hmm. I have had a lot of fun learning how to cook from a lot of people. And it's amazing the passion that these people have much the same way that say an anime fan consumes literally anything with a Moe face on it. It's just, (laughs) it's just food. Yeah. It's one of those fascinating, it's fascinating. Like a lot of these world champion barbecue and smoker champions, like they're like, there's a couple of them that are like, Oh, this is this is my secret ingredient. I'm not going to tell you what what's in it. But there's a couple other people that are like world renowned barbecue champions, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is exactly what I do." Yeah, there's like, like the one thing they might not tell you is what type of wood they use. Like that's about it. Like, I always hear that a lot of what they people like talking about what wood they use. Sometimes, like I'll have guys that'll uh, um, uh, talk about. Um, so I have my boss. Uh, he's really into smoking and he used to do competitive stuff and he'll talk about what guys use and they're all pretty open and there's there's a point where it does come down to just you have to do it enough times um, and get good at it because even though you can have the recipe and follow it one to one or whatever they come up with their own twists you still just have to know what you're looking for because every cut of meat is different Um, And then how you place it or what you're doing with it. You just have to have the time of working with it for long enough. So even if you have like a secret ingredient, you can openly say it, but it's still like if you haven't been working with certain cuts of meat or looking at your thicknesses or seeing how fast this is going to smoke because maybe it's thinner or thicker than what you think it is compared to whatever it is. It's just that takes time of doing it a bunch of times before you actually like kind of can think uh, do it without uh do it with a like a sixth sense kind of thing uh yeah robert yes do you have a rotisserie on your on your on your smoker yes yes i do all right i know what i'm doing when i come visit 
<laughs> I'm finding the the closest um, full animal butcher near you, and I'm buying a full pork uh, pork belly. There, there's pork one pork. right on Kimball. <laughs> Go for pork, it. Pork cheddar. Yeah. I mean, do a porchetta. A porchetta. Ooh. Roll that, that shit up. Damn straight. Aww, porchetta. <laughs> porchetta. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, though, um, like, obviously, okay, but getting kind of into media and stuff like that, obviously, we're all inspired by something. May it be as ridiculous as Guy Fieri or to. Uh, or even just anime and everything along those lines. But what is what is your kind of favorite type of media that involves cooking? Uh, what about you, Rob? Mm, that's tough. That's definitely tough. I, I don't know. I've I've watched a lot of America's Test Kitchen over the years. Um, so I don't know. I, I I don't watch a ton of the cooking shows just because so many of them are. <laughs> scrubbed well they're, they're personality driven more than they are about the actual cooking itself yeah. like i I'm, I'm sorry i i kept trying to go and watch rachel ray to go and see what all the buzz was about and i'm still just like and she's just a terrible person <laughs> there's just nothing to like here i don't know why this is a thing why do people regard her like she's good at this i don't know um but yeah like uh America's Test Kitchen is one of the few things I've seen that's like, okay, I can actually watch this because the people that are actually cooking, while there is a lot of experimentation that goes along with it, it is very much about the cooking. It's very much about the experience of working at that stuff versus yeah. uh, guys' grocery games where it's like, okay, this is a really fun spectacle, but I'm not getting anything about how to cook anything here. No, I'm not living vicariously through these people. I, I don't care so much about the personalities. I think that kind of media is more for someone like me who fucking hates cooking. Yeah. Uh, like, I hate it. I'll eat chips for every meal forever. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to argue that. Chips are amazing. Chips are great. Um, mm -hmm. Like, the chips kind of cooking easy. programming I watch is I like watching uh, Cutthroat Kitchen or Top Chef where they have all the random ass ingredients. I like that kind of stuff. Um, Cutthroat Kitchen is a show where people have a certain amount of prize money and they bid on sabotages. So you can get to the end and only win like 300 bucks. Uh, and they're just really silly. Like somebody has a literal like spreader bar on their arms and they're trying to cook or like some, it, they have to only... use, they have to use plastic cutlery to cut all the so, vegetables. So, uh, that actually is uh, pretty close to mine. I think that is, um, the host of that is Alton Brown. Yes. And when I started watching cooking shows, I watched the uh, uh, I really loved Alton Brown's Good Eats. Um, that is a good. Yeah. And he is he is all intents and purposes, a nerd about cooking uh, mm -hmm. to the point. Like if you ever watch uh, Good Eats or or um, he's got a, a live touring show, he does uh, Cutthroat Kitchen Um He's got YouTube channels and he gets into it the almost scientifically. It. Yeah. To like the scientific aspect of things uh, to a yeah, very nerdy way. Um, and he talks about what he's doing, why he's doing it. Um, 
and then you get an understanding of like what things for food are and he'll he'll bust out a chalkboard and start drawing up formulas and stuff for it because he's he's a nerd about cooking but oh no he's a he's one of my favorite ones to like watch he's he's got the personality you just can just listen to him talk and you just enjoy whatever he's saying it's like i don't know even if he's even if you don't get cooking or understand what he's saying you can just listen to him talk and it's just enjoyable he's got one of those voices that are quite easy to listen to yeah yeah no and that that's an example and i enjoy Alton, and i do enjoy a lot of those shows i mean um Granted, I'm going back a ways. I haven't watched it in a long time, but like Iron Chef, I devoured that in the first couple of seasons that were going on in the early 2000s. But it was because I was still learning how to cook at that point and getting to see even the limited amount of these professional chefs throwing their stuff together. That was really engaging for me. And yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of my thing with like idol worship. I just have a really hard time getting behind individual personalities that I don't know on a personal level. I just have a hard time getting into it unless I'm getting something out of it. Like um, there, there's a terrible movie that I watched four or five years. I, I can't even remember when the hell it came out. It, it's called Burnt and it stars Bradley Cooper. Mm. And it is a really flawed movie about a chef that does all of his cooking in sous vide, which at the time I knew nothing about. And despite how bad this movie is. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Despite it being a terrible movie, I was absolutely fascinated with it. It's just like, what is this sous vide thing? And now I know that a lot of uh, major restaurants will like sous vide their steaks so that they can have them ready to go and just at the perfect temperature and then just throw it on a skillet to go and give it the right color uh, caramelization and grill marks and all that stuff. It's I talked about sous vide to my family and they're like, that's not a thing. I was like, okay, no, nope, I'll, I'll just be correct again. You guys could be wrong. And yeah, we'll that, that's just there. it. Like I saw that and I went out and bought an immersion cooker, a sous vide probe. Like, holy shit. <laughs> it works. Oh, yeah, and I love working with it. If it's too cold to go outside and actually do something on the grill, it's like, this is a much healthier way of doing your meats. There's a lot less waste that goes along with it. It's always uh, the right kind of texture and consistency. It's just, mm, that is good. And you can do it with so many things. The best scrambled eggs I've ever had was done in a sous vide system. And you okay, I've never heard about that. I didn't realize you could sous vide eggs. I didn't oh, even yeah. think about that. Yeah, no, there's, there's a ton you can go in sous vide. I've... Uh, I've actually uh, slow cooked uh, vegetables that way as well. It's a really if you that I have seen. Yeah, if, if you want to feel like you're good at cooking and put the least amount of effort into it, get a sous vide probe. Yeah, it is the um, best investment you can make. There are. I'll I'll jump into mine now. When it comes to like inspiration for cooking and stuff like that, I do a lot of. I used to watch a whole crap ton of Food Network. Like ranging from like the diners, drivers, which didn't really give you anything. Like the shows that obviously the Guy Fieri shows that obviously don't give you really anything. It's about Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's about Flavor um, Town. And it's also bad hair. Yeah, exactly. And going with other things, where I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's just like whatever. But after over the years, it's one of those. So 
I want to talk about uh, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, there's other styles of cooking shows where the cooking shows have, um, yeah, they're not about cooking food. They're about going to places or having mm. cultures of food or alcohol. And like that was all like Anthony Bourdain stuff is going yeah. to a place or Guy Fieri's or with the drive dive and diners and going to a place, seeing what they've cooked. And yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I've seen some yeah. really neat things of going to different places. That's how I found a place in uh, Chicago that makes uh, really good hot dogs. And then I was like, I was in Chicago. I was like, oh, we got to go to that place. And it's a touristy thing, really, which is. Yeah, I don't know. Food, that, food's food's really important for everyone. Yeah. From that yeah. show, that's where I found about a killer omelet place in Seattle. Huh. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nice that a cooking show ended up being useful for you because you know it actually prepared you for a travel destination. That's another good purpose of food. Shows. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like home cooking nowadays, there are, there's a couple shows that I watch now now that kind of like are inspirations for that. Uh, first off, uh, is one you guys might have heard from another friend of ours. It's called Sorted Food. Um, it is a British um, group of guys, a British guys out of London, who have been doing YouTube videos for about six or seven years now, and they are just a bunch of friends that are kind of like. There's two. One of them, they it was originally just one professional sh- trained chef teaching three of his friends how to cook. Hmm. And this is kind of, and they kind of just teach all together and showing them and essentially showing them how to cook. And now there's two of these, another one of their friends who's also a professional chef has joined in with that as well. And it just keeps on going. It's really, really cool. It's called Sorted Food. But another more in-person one, you guys might have seen this one. It's, it tends to get passed around fa- Facebook a lot. It's called Binging with Babish. Um, it is a, quite a popular... It's, top down and, and all you're really seeing is is from about about shoulders down and he's expo- he does a voiceover and he's explaining what he's doing every step of the way making from everything from traditional Italian red sauce for spaghetti um, all the way to like recreating like sp- dishes from different movies it's incredibly fascinating and if you ever get a chance to watch it, I suggest going for it. Because he also has other videos where he shows you how to make the most basic of items. Like how to make bread. How to make your own bread. How to make your own pasta. How to make like specific like um, a specific dishes. And then if you get it or how like how sauces are done. Like that type of thing. And it's it's a nice way to learn. Because when he started, he was kind of teaching himself how to cook as well. And he was sharing what he was learning. And that way you can learn alongside with him. And now he's kind of progressing on showing it to others. Uh, you said he recreates dishes. Has he ever done anything from Studio Ghibli? Because I know there's multiple blogs and tutorials on that. And that food always looks so good. Yeah, I don't think he has. Corn. I don't think he has. I'll look at it right now. Write an email or something. Well, what are some examples of dishes he's recreated from reference. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely do that right now for you. Um, just give me two like seconds. Voice. <laughs> yes, I would totally love to go and get that for you here. Just let, yeah, give me a second to get my thoughts together. Google, help me please. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But no, um, like this is also kind of an example of like, he also picks like obvious things that are like, why the hell would he make something like this? But like, for example, 
he did like a whole recipe on pies and he created the pies from the movie the waitress <laughs> or like the bubble bass fish from spongebob uh the 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 uh Krabby Patties. He's remade the Krabby Patties from SpongeBob. How He's uh, you don't know the secret ingredient. It's plank plankton. Yeah. But he kind of <laughs> he went up with it. Um but it, uh let's see here. He's also made like the chicken paprika from Captain America Civil War. He's done let's see, what else is on here? The chocolate lava cake from from Chef. Like he does all these different kind of things that are shown in different movies, but he does the proper way of doing it, so that he could go through and kind of just give you a sense. And then you also do a different version. For example, if, if something just stupid, ridiculous, that didn't make any sense whatsoever, but he just he would make it to the best of his ability, and then he would remake it in a way that would be make more viable sense. Like for example, he there was this um, a, a burrito called the All Meat Burrito. It had like ten different types of meat in it, including ostrich and rattlesnake and all that random random crap. And he went to a special and he went to a specialty butcher in New York, where he lived. He went uptown and he spent about one hundred and fifty two hundred dollars on different types of meats, cooked it together, took one bite of it, threw it away. He's like, I'm not fucking eating this. <laughs> what would that be bad? Just a lot of meats. Yeah, but different meats that are cooked for different amounts of time in different textures. Mm. <laughs> it d- would Just not blend taste it all the better. Just go blend it all together, and you get like yourself a nice meat. Exactly. I'm still on the fence. I don't know. Maybe that, that, that just sounds like the way I want to die. Yeah, but he also created, like for example, the clay roasted thigh from Hannibal. Mm. But they did it in the way that the stunt team did it for the movie. Uh, there was a really interesting cooking YouTube video that went around speaking of learning how to cook from this media uh, where somebody took the cooking tutorial from Cooking Mama and oh, re- oh God. Yeah. Cooking Mama. It actually looked really yummy at the end of it. Cooking Mama is awesome. Sometimes when I cook too, um, my internal monologue is like just as skilled as Mama. And then I remember that I just made instant mac and cheese and I can go fuck myself. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Self-deprecation. Fact, not joke. <laughs> Don't call me out. <laughs> so, going off of what uh, Cole was talking about, have you guys ever seen those? Uh, every now and then, you go into Barnes and Noble or something, you'll see those recipe books for making. Uh, for making like the, one of my favorite ones is the recipe book for the World of Warcraft cooking. I have seen oh. heard about that before. Yeah. Oh goodness! Like, like some of those recipes. Like sometimes you'll be playing a game and you're like, "This makes me hungry for Chinese food." But um, are you, are you were you playing Sekiro? No, that's, that'd be Japanese food. That'd be Japanese. That was racist. Oh my god. But uh, um, but yeah, like uh, the, some of the recipes in the uh, this cookbook alone, or for even just like a basic drink, is just amazing. The thought that goes into it, like the different ingredients, like cinnamon and, and stuff like that. It would be Here. cool to uh, like eat the food and then play the game. It'd be a cool way to set the mood. Like some D and D players light candles and do mo- like music. You could also like deep, all that- uh, deep chocolate <laughs> cake. Because <laughs> it's not going to sound good when there's two people talking at once in the final recording. Uh, oh, I, I forgot what I was saying. Doesn't matter. 
You're talking about setting up mooting for D&D games with all the fancy food. Yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can do it. <laughs> so, that would be a lot of work. Like, oh, no, 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 wait a second. They used to, that was a thing for Game of Thrones nights. So mm-hmm. you'd go, you'd, you'd get uh, medieval style food. You'd set that up with your flagons and, and like ham hocks and you'd cook that up because that was a big thing in the, uh, in the uh, uh, Game of Thrones books, if you've ever read them. It would, it would take a paragraph or two just to describe the food that was on the table. And it was mm-hmm. just like, man, that just sounds delicious. You just go like, okay, they're in the dining hall. And then you start describing what they are eating. And it was just clearly the man liked his food, both from his image and from how he described it in his books. Mm-hmm. And just for interesting point I should probably make. He has made um, a couple things. Binging uh, Babish has also made a couple things from Game of Thrones, including the direwolf bread, which he Ooh. did with Maisie Williams. See. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. <clears throat> yeah, that's anyway. so too. That's why going to Ren Fairs is great, because you can just mm-hmm. walk around with a turkey leg. Who doesn't feel like a badass with a turkey leg? So, that's where yeah. the other badasses are. Yes, John, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like one of my favorite things, it's like you'll be playing like Castlevania or something like that, and you whack the uh stone brick and a giant like leg of cow is there, and I'm like, I'd love to eat a giant cow leg meat like this. That'd be the best thing ever. Or an entire chicken. <laughs> yeah, or an entire chicken. If I'm uh low on HP at con, can somebody please bash open a wall and hand me chicken? <laughs> like it's okay. <laughs> Do it for us and you'll be your friends. How, how, I've never actually watched British Bake Off, but do they show you what doing? Or is that a reality show? I just heard so much about it. I'm an expert on the reality TV show, but that's not a reality TV show. We were talking about some reality TV shows earlier, and it's very different, the American versus British approach to it. And I've noticed this in design shows as well, because I watch a lot of British TV um or some they uh the american shows try to fabricate drama or like in the beginning they'll put two people against each other and they'll always be shit talking people but like british bake-offs really like kind and they talk about their different recipes and the uh hosts actually would cuss if um one of the uh people on the show was getting too emotional it was embarrassing and making the footage unusable which i thought was really good Everybody's just really good sports. There's always like this one middle-aged mom who takes it too seriously because she has like nothing else going on in her life but baking. But it's just a very different like vibe generally. It's just more about the baking and it, it doesn't, they do talk about like mistakes. Like it doesn't give you a, a straight up recipe, uh, but they do talk about like how to counteract certain mistakes. Like, oh, a good this is this way and you can tell it's wrong because this happens when you make this certain mistake. So it would help you troubleshoot your recipes if you baked a lot. You could be like, oh, that always happens. And then you learn about all these different desserts that you don't necessarily have in America. You might not have where you live. So it's a cooking show, not baking 101. It's baking 201? Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, if you already were baking, you would be able to understand what they're doing. And they can hmm. talk about like why somebody failed and then the, the judges too there's 
it's in three sections. The first section, like they'll have a theme, like the theme might be like cookies. Uh, and then they'll have like uh, a theme and then they will make their own version of it. And then they will make a similar recipe, but they will have certain facts missing from the recipe and they have to rely on their like basic baking basics to do it. And then they will do like a master thing, which is usually more showy. Like they made a cookie chandelier or like they made a cake self-portrait. Uh, it's kind of that. Yeah. I guess I'm the only one who's watching that show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've always heard about it, but like I, I never got around to watching it. I, I've watched a little bit of it and yeah, it's it's different. It's entertaining. I've been told that it's kind of an anomaly for that kind of British show, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of lost here. Am I frozen or have all of you guys just frozen in space? Mm. Am I moving okay. around? I, I am seeing nobody moving right here on my screen. Oh, I'm I sorry to go and get distracted, but just like I am Amy is right in now. the most amazing position I've ever seen. It's like Lots of cleavage. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Please edit that out. I was kidding. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and leave this part in here. Sorry, I just I got distracted like that. I don't know. Uh, okay, resetting. But Amy is in the most amazing position ever. <laughs> just something about your face and your body posture was just oh do go on <laughs> <laughs> has anyone ever watched master chef yeah mm -hmm. yep okay well there you go i don't know that's that's another I, one i've never watched that's, that one's it's, it's it's actually pretty decent like i know it's a re, it's a, a reality show and all that extra stuff but it's kind of interesting hey that one is at least more about the actual chefs and yeah. what they're doing it uh, it's not like say a hell's kitchen where yeah i mean that is yeah i, I know that that actually spun off from a british show but that, yeah. that one feels like your typical reality tv show thing it, master chef is definitely more of a traditional competition yeah. and it's not mean-spirited in this approach no which is uh, what i comes, appreciate yeah it's something interesting that i found fascinating about like the gordon ramsay shows that are like master chef or the Un united states version um hell's kitchen the even like master chef kids like all mm -hmm. those low level ones like he's kind of explained before he's like people have asked us like why are you so angry on hell's kitchen where like on master chef you're pretty there and then of course when you get down to the kid level you obviously can't be super angry and he's like here's the thing when it comes to like master chef these are home cooks that are doing something that just something interesting at home where and they're hoping to like expand their their knowledge and and to get better where master chef or hell's kitchen these these people have gone to gone to culinary um, school yeah, sorry, culinary school. They've gone to college for other things, and they've or they've been in these kitchens for years. They're supposed to know what they're doing. Hmm. Yeah, and with that kind of stuff, they definitely play up, you know, the little mistakes and all that stuff, making them out like oh, they're totally. a big deal. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, totally. I don't mind that. Like, it is legitimately entertaining. And and I will and I'll admit, I've worked in professional kitchens before, and I will admit, yes, it does get heated in there, especially if you fuck up a dish. But yes, it's a little bit overdramatic. It's like 
if 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 obviously you're gonna you can't send out a dish if there's something completely wrong with it. If there's raw on the on the plate or like obviously a raw item on a dish is extremely bad. And like just what if it's sushi? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if it's sushi, it makes sense. But if you're sending out half raw uh, chicken, then you got a problem. Yeah. Well, I think too, like I have never worked in a professional kitchen, but I worked in a pizza place and we would always emphasize like a topping in every bite and every slice needs to be a good representation of the product because I might be at a party and I might only try one slice. So if I don't get any olives in that part of the pizza, like you might not get the complete picture. And that's the same thing. If I were a chef or an owner of any business, customers get one chance at a first impression. And if people are screwing up basics, that's not losing one customer. That's losing that customer, all their friends. Uh, and now with social media, whoever, you know, if they decide to post about it, exactly. it's a big deal. And I understand, like, I am not somebody who thinks I'm not, I, I hate yelling. Like, I don't watch the show and make me anxious. But yeah. I do understand the severity of those. Those are high stakes. Mm-hmm. That's your livelihood. That's your baby. That's your dream is to yeah. own the restaurant. People or run a, or run a massive restaurant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, approach, not the approach I would make because I don't yell at people. And if I yell, at, if someone yells at me, I'm not going to have them in my life. Um, but, yeah. No, I, okay. So, I 100% right. That's the way that a lot of businesses work. Restaurant stuff's no different. Um, but just when you brought up social media... Maybe think about something that a coworker showed me a little while ago. Are you guys familiar with uh, Janae Nieswanger? No. No. Okay. So I know nothing about this person, but a coworker found through Reddit the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. And it's. LA's hottest bartender, I guess was the uh, YouTube handle that she used to go under. Now it's under a whole different thing. She might be the worst person to ever go and mix drinks on the planet. Between an old... I oh God, I, I don't know how to go and explain this. I Sorry, I, I've, I've made a mistake here. I'm going on a Cole-style tangent. I saw a funny <laughs> video. Welcome to the party. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, a good sport. Oh no, it's <laughs> catching. Ah, it's contagious. <laughs> no, I. I we can't because we love. <laughs> it's for cold. Seriously, we're gonna have to put you down. Yeah, I come from everywhere. Anyway, that's what he said. You. Oh. Maybe I think you've been infected too at this point. Uh, So, Rob, you're talking about uh, (laughs) what LA's hottest bartender who is really bad at making drinks. Yes, yes. Um, I have seen her make a mint julep that I would describe more as a mint salad. I have seen an old fashioned that was literally um, 16 ounces of bourbon. Hmm. I, I don't even know how to describe this stuff and make it interesting in an audio medium. I'll, I'll probably just link in the description, but was it just, were they just bad drinks? Like they're just, I, 
They, they, is it, is it like, what show was that? There was that show it, called it, Nailed It, where it's like they're, they're made to make a drink and then they just sort of do whatever. That show's precious, excuse you. I don't know if you've watched that show. I don't think you have, because I know what kind of media you consume. That show's really sweet. And like my favorite reality TV show, Bakers, are old ladies and old men. Like fucking on American, on British Bake Off, there was this guy who made three ingredient biscuits. And I'm like, oh, this guy's getting eliminated. And they were good. And he stayed. He's like, I know it's not fancy, but this is how I like them. <laughs> There's always like an old lady who's like, oh, I just want to learn a new recipe for my kid, my grandkid. I'm like, bless. Anyway, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it by making my heart go, oh, nailed it. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Jeez, that's where it was. That's where it came from. <laughs> All right, guys, I think in our, our meal, we are in the dessert section. Final thoughts, final recommendations. We've kind of explored, but what would you say if you're a foodie is a must-watch? I say, personally for myself, if you want to learn a little bit more about cooking, a little bit more, I would take a look at Binging with Babish. Take a look at his uh, Basics with Babish series and maybe be able to improve your skills and have fun. Tyler? Me? You know, we yeah. never even brought up is the like the tasty videos that we see all over Facebook and such. Yeah. Are That's those like, still a thing? Those yeah. are absolutely still a thing. And they're, and they're quite good because I've made a couple things from there and they're actually pretty good. <laughs> um, or man. Make a brownie in a mug? What? It is, it, but you can watch a video and it, it's very basic and it's got all the things and you can make any of those things and you can watch it right there. You're always on your it's it's recipes all over the place, but I've always well, like I'm surprised. It's kind of weird how much this turned from us talking about making food to a turn to just being media. I guess it's just there's lots of food me out there. You can find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Super easy. None of us talked about books. We all talked about videos and TV shows. We well, John talked about a cookbook. I talked. Yeah. yeah. Good irrelevant. job, John. They're a space waster. <laughs> Why would you need a cookbook with that? I, I have a binder of like handed down family recipes, and then everything else goes on Google. We have a favorites folder for that. Hmm. Yeah. Are, are you mocking my various volumes of American Test Kitchen recipes? Yes. Are you mocking me, Amy? Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me because my recommendation is just to watch these horrible drink videos? I do mock, but I don't mocketh my thumb at you. <laughs> this is uh, a Romeo and Juliet reference because I'm learned. <laughs> uh, it's it's bite my thumb, but yes. I know, uh, but he said mock, so. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I gotcha, gotcha. Bites thumb. Sorry, sorry for correcting you. you on your Shakespeare. Uh, yes. I live in Ashland. I've lived in Ashland, Oregon with the Shakespeare Festival. We have that too. And that totally means something. It means something. We have that too. <laughs> you have snow and too much of it. That's all you'll yeah. ever know. It was very hot today. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Let's not talk about that. I yeah. want to talk about, uh, I do want to bring up that idea of having that family, if that's still a thing, having the family cookbook. Mm-hmm. My, my mom has her family cookbook, and all of it is is like frontier cooking. So it's about how to. In the cookbook itself, it talks about how to catch wild game 
and how to prepare the wild game like rabbit or deer because that was just something essentially you needed to know and you flip through it and there's pages that have been ripped out and pushed back in and there you can see the ones the recipes that we've eaten the most have the most stain marks on said book mm -hmm. um so i have a good old-fashioned thing my parents still have yeah it's full just, of recipes and sometimes you add to it sometimes you've got too much you gotta get rid of it yeah i don't know but Sometimes that's just the good good old tradition. You just got to pop open a book and it's got everything in there and you just kind of go to town with what you got. But then there's also really neat sciencey stuff too. Mm -hmm. You know what else is a great old tradition? What? When we end this podcast. Oh, let's do it right now. Let's end yes. This. Yes. If you, if you enjoy this, or if you enjoy this, then please go and like your thumb at us on... Uh, iTunes, Google Play Music Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Last FM, everywhere else podcasts are found because I have no control over our distribution network anymore. It's just taken on a life of its own. Hmm. Uh, if you didn't go and enjoy this, then you cannot like your thumb at us if you feel so inclined towards it. Trying to be Shakespearean in this, but uh, I don't think it's really working Doth all that path. well. If thou ist, layest thy hand upon thy cheek to listen to thine podcast. Thou egg! <laughs> thou <laughs> Quick, plug the email in Shakespearean tone! Mine email! <laughs> thine electronic mail. Carrier pigeon of the electronic web. <laughs> out, damn lightning energy. Damn email out. out, I say. Out. <laughs> Soccer Rangers podcast at gmail.com. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger, and I'm out of here. We don't list our names again. We've never. You did it again. <laughs> we throw them off. <laughs> That's the second uh, time he's done that. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.